Turn it up, turn it up. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Riffs on Riffs, where we explore the collision of original and sample tracks and the artists who made them. I'm your host, Joe Watson. I'm here with my co-host, Toby Braswell. What's up, Toby? Man, you don't sound excited today, man. I'm well, good. I just... <laughs> So on the way here, Tobe, you know what I heard in my car on the way here? Please tell me. Little Alice Cooper. This is okay. a true story. Okay. Welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> so I'm just saying that may be some foreshadowing. Hashtag foreshadowing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, gotcha. <laughs> so together on this show, we listen to the legendary tracks and the timeless, but sometimes not so well-known songs that they sampled from. Tobe, what are we listening to today? Well, this is a track called Trans Europe Express by the electronic band Kraftwerk. And because this music makes me feel like we're in a twilight zone, <laughs> we're going to upend our traditional riffs on riffs format and take our trip into another dimension. Wait, what? So we're, we're just upending the apple cart just like that? Well, I think you mean upsetting the apple cart. And I'm not trying to upset you, buddy, but listen, uh, listening to Kraftwerk can be a little unsettling. Mm. So your angst is completely understandable. And Joe, you know me. I don't use the word angst yeah, that's a, lightly. That's a good word. Yeah, well you like that? You like that? Well, all right. So because Kraftwerk is such a unique and influential band, we'll need to explore more than one track. We'll take a cue from their futuristic sound, and instead of a rewind, let's do a fast forward for this episode. So special thanks to listener Marie Vavolo for suggesting this episode. She was bummed that Kraftwerk was not inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame despite their nomination this year. Yeah, well, I was a bit more bummed that Rufus and Shaka Khan didn't make the cut, but right, right, right. every year I'm surprised by who gets in and who doesn't. Regardless, thanks, Marie, for suggesting the episode. All right, Tobe, let's dive into a little Kraftwerk history. Kraftwerk was founded by classmates Ralph Hutter, and Florian Schneider. Both of them attended a school called Robert Schumann Huschel. Wow. That's a lot of German Dusseldorf going on there. In, 19, in the 1960s. Yeah, this, that, that's, that's not easy to say. I think that's say. all we're going to ask of you. For Thank this. you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm sitting down now. Okay, good. <laughs> so they were part of an experimental rock movement in the late 60s that blended psychedelic rock, electronic music, funk, and minimalism. So legendary BBC disc jockey John Peel started calling the music Krautrock rock in the early 70s. And despite that having roots as a pejorative term, the label has seemed to have stuck and even been embraced by some musicians of the genre. I know. I, I, I do not like that at all. Pejorative? You do what you want to well, do. Well, the Krautrock, rock, I know, I'm just saying that Krautrock rock, is, that's, that's disrespectful. It's, yeah, but a lot of people in the genre did actually kind of say they were cool with it. So right, right, right. That's why I was like, yeah, they were. It was a negative at first, but then they were like, no, it's all good. Right, 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 right. Uh, so kraut rock. You mean like these guys? No, not no. not no no. The, no? The, though the scorpions, this is rock, baby. Well, I, okay, so they are the scorpions are definitely German yeah. and definitely rockers, but yeah. Krautrock rock is not anything close to that. Oh. It has been called cosmic music oh. or cosmic music. Mm. Think much more spacey and electronic. Ah, uh, okay. Well, let's give a listen to some examples of that. Schneider and Hutter's first band was a quintet called Organization. Mm. Their only album was released in 1969 entitled Tone Float. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Oh, 
All right, that that's that's cosmic. All right, sounds like it could have been on the soundtrack for the movie Arrival. Yeah, we're just trying to look communication here. That's all. In the early 70s, Hutter and Schneider formed Kraftwerk and had numerous lineup changes over the course of the first three albums. Their third album, named Ralph and Florian, obviously their first names, was released in 1973. It contained a track called Tanz Music, which translates to dance music. Hmm. And though I don't think it sounds like what most people think of as dance music today, it does kind of have a happy little vibe to it, and I could certainly hear it being played under an Apple commercial. Let's have a listen. Can't you just picture some iPods dancing around? (laughs) Wait, iPods don't exist. iPads? I think you were right the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a cute little ditty. Yeah, colorful. It is. Makes you think Crayola. The 64 pack. (laughs) Oh, big time in it over there. Right, right. So their commercial breakthrough came in 1974 with the release of their fourth album, Autobahn. Now, this saw them moving away from Schneider's flute playing and towards the use of synthesizers and drum machines, as well as the vocoders that became one of their signature sounds. The title track is indeed about the German highway system and is meant to convey the feeling of driving on the Autobahn from traveling at high speeds to the monotony of a long trip. Let's have a listen. Hear the flute. There's the flute. There's Schneider's flute. Here we go. We're driving. We're driving. <laughs> okay, so so there are times where this podcast, I, I feel like, has a direct impact on my life. Yeah. This track is 22 minutes long. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next time I have a long trip, I'm putting this song there you go. on. See, I, pretend I, you're on the autobahn. I'm, seriously, so in listening to that, you could definitely hear the monotony part, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the radio edit of this song was a surprise hit and actually reached number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100. Do you do you happen to know what year that was? Because I feel like that's almost like 1969, where where that where we mentioned like a couple couple episodes back. Like this this song was like uh, got in the top ten. Y- y'all should be <laughs> no, this is y'all should be ashamed. They so, should be ashamed. That's my birth year. They should be ashamed. Yeah, yeah this <laughs> people like this song. Well, I, I'm, I don't know what to tell you, buddy, but the success of the Audubon album also allowed Kraftwerk to invest heavily in more elec- in more electronic equipment so they could do more of this. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's no question that their experimentation in this department was pioneering. Okay. David Bowie was an early fan of the band and invited them to join him on his Station to Station tour. But they declined. Okay, and now, now flag on the play. Hey, you when you were Kraftwerk, you don't need David Bowie. Dang, man, you said no to <laughs> Bowie? So Kraftwerk members are notoriously reclusive. They kept the location of the recording space, Kling Kling Studio, a secret and would not allow visitors or accept mail. There's also a story about their studio telephone. Yeah, it's actually a great story from Johnny Marr, the guitarist for the Smiths. He says that Kraftwerk did not like noise pollution, and so the phone in their studio did not have a ringer. Instead, you would just set a predetermined time to talk to them, and Ralph Hutter would just... (laughs) Pick up the phone at the exact time and say, hello. That's awesome. 
<laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. It, it, these guys obviously weren't married because I could just see you talking, <laughs> yeah, right, to your wife, right. talking to your wife or your girlfriend about that. So despite the reclusiveness, Kraftwerk has become famous for their live shows, which have included replica mannequins of themselves on stage, as well as films and visuals synchronized to their music. In 1977, Kraftwerk released their sixth studio album, Trans Europe Express. Another album about travel, <laughs> this time about the Trans Europe Express train. The band was keen to move away from its German identity as it believed critics in the U.S. and the U.K. still associated them with Nazi Germany. So there's an interesting quote from Wolfgang Fleur, percussionist from the band. He says, We were children who were born straight after World War II. We had no musical or pop culture of our own. There was the war, and before the war, we had only German folk music. In the 1920s or 30s, melodies were developed, and these became culture— that we work from. Well, that might explain in some part their unique musical aesthetic. Tobe, you and I have had the benefit of growing up with a rich and diverse musical history to kind of draw from. Agreed. Imagine if we didn't have that, pop culture is sort of a big part of our lives. We might gravitate towards something experimental as well. Agreed. It seems that Kraftwerk were very interested in not only experimentation, but pushing the boundaries of technology's role in music and blurring those lines between art and technology. In 1981, Kraftwerk released their eighth album, Computer Love. The title track was also released as a single with the song The Model from their previous album, The Man Machine, as the B-side. The single hit number 36 on the charts, and in December, the two songs were released as a double A-side single, landing at number one on the UK singles chart in February of 1982. Let's give a listen to The Model. Double A-side. Double A. Yeah, you don't wow. have those anymore. You don't hear huh? that. She's a model and she's looking good. I'd like to take her home, that's understood. She plays hard to get, she smiles from time to time. It only takes a camera to change her mind. Kraftwerk will go on to release the album Electric Cafe in 1986, which included the song Tour de France that reflected their newfound obsession for cycling. Oh, well, good job, guys, with keeping More with travel. the transportation theme, right? <laughs> More travel. Well done. Believe it or not, Tour de France was featured in the 1984 film Breakin'. Let's give that a spin. To the France, to the France. I feel like I could be a singer in a band finally. <laughs> could fill in for one of these guys. Yeah. I remember this. Huh? You do remember. Uh, get it, get it, get it. Yeah, right there. That's it right there. So ironically, Ralph Hutter was actually in a serious cycling accident during the recording of Tour de France and spent several days in a coma. Now, he did recover and summed it up pretty succinctly. I got a new head, and I'm fine. It was a few days in a hospital, and that's it. That's it, man. Just get a new head. You're all good. Damn, man. Yeah. Well, it certainly didn't affect his love for cycling. After a long break between studio albums, Kraftwerk released their 10th album, Tour de France Soundtracks, in 2003. So you got to say that either, you know, either he really loved cycling yeah. or he hit his head really, really hard. hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one, of the, one of the two. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> well, even with a 17-year gap between releases, this album was a huge success. It reached number one in Germany, the top 40 in the UK, number three on the US dance charts. So let's listen to Aerodynamique or Aerodynamique. Okay. Love that accent, buddy. Yeah. Who are you trying to attract? <laughs> Where are the glow sticks at? <laughs> <laughs> you remember, you remember the glow sticks were a big thing for for a while. What, what do you mean were? <laughs> I still buy glow sticks, buddy. Come on. Oh boy. Okay, so even though Schneider left the band in 2009, Kraftwerk is still going strong and pushing the bounds of music and technology. Their 2017 live album, 3D The Catalog, documents their 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 world tour. Discs. Wow, can you do that again? That was awesome. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 world tour. And disc 7 is so actually, good. you like that? I feel, I also had a little <laughs> electric company feel. There. Oh, my God. Like I wanted to finish it out. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, six seven, eight, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, sorry. Okay. Sorry, okay. people. Yeah, a couple extra numbers on there. But anyway, so disc 7 is mixed in headphones surround 3D, and the album won Best Dance Electronic Album at the 60th Grammy Awards. All right, so now that we've learned a little bit more about Kraftwerk, let's fast forward and hear how they've been sampled by dozens of popular artists. So you want to hop in the DeLorean now? Mm, you know what? I'm thinking more hot tub time machine for this episode. Yeah. Because I need a relaxing soak after some of the droning tones that we've just been subjected to. Man, I love that movie. I'm ready to take the plunge into the tub. But before we do, I want to actually bring in a special guest. Can we do that? <gasps> Please tell me that you have Bootsy out in the lobby. <laughs> Man, I wish, I wish. But we got somebody just as good. Okay. We have someone equally funky, just judging by the patterns of the shirts that he wears. Oh. Let's bring in our very own sound engineer, Eric. <laughs> yes. Eric. <laughs> hey I guys. recognize that giggle anywhere. <laughs> so we are very interested in getting your take on Kraftwerk. We know you're a big fan, and you've got your own analog synthesizer collection going. I don't, by now, I'm sure it's not a big secret that Toby and I are maybe not rabid fans of the band. So we would love to hear your insights into what makes them so groundbreaking and influential. Yeah, one thing you should remember, although a lot of these elements that Kraftwerk used are totally normal in pop music today, in 1970, not many people were doing them. They were an early adopter of the synthesizer. They developed their own electronic drums and vocoders. And they were one of the first artists to use the recording studio as an instrument. They were always pushing boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like patience? Boundaries of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm kidding, Eric. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So if you go on YouTube, you can actually see a clip where they're playing their song Space Lab, which is from the Man Machine record. And they're actually playing it with one of the astronauts who's currently in the, in the space station. So they, they actually made a an iPad app. They had the notes that he could play for the song. And they, they somehow synced the communication up. And they had they had the you know video of the astronaut playing on the screen. And this was during a live show? During a live concert. Okay, that's pretty cool. Kraftwerk's playing part of the song and the astronauts you know playing the song on an iPad. 
That's cool. That is cool. The astronaut says hi to everybody, and then Kraftwerk plays the Space Lab song. All right. So that's pretty slick. Well, thank you, Eric. We certainly appreciate your input, and we will, we will try to be better. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking sh- Toby. <laughs> Eric, please tell me you recorded all of what Jules just said. All right. Cannot wait to have that on. Even if we got to blur that part out. Yeah. Keep talking bleep about Toby. All right. All right. Well, regardless of whether you're a fan or not of Kraftwerk, there is no denying their influence on a wide variety of genres. Kraftwerk songs have been sampled over 700 times, so they've certainly created an extensive catalog of sampleable, sampleable. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. done saying that. You're like, yeah. Material. <laughs> Agree. So let's fire up the hot tub and see where we are headed first. Don't forget to crank the jacuzzi jets. All right, you got it, partner. All you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, Feel the jets right there. Yeah, Feel the jets. That's nice. We'll talk about. All right. So our first stop is in 1982. Let's listen to Africa Bambada and the Soul Sonic Forces Planet Rock. Let's do it. What break is that? So this is an interpolation of the Kraftwerk song Trans Europe Express. Now, I love this song. I ain't going to lie. I do love this song. Well, then you must love Trans Europe Express. I didn't say all that. I didn't say all that. (laughs) So let's take a listen to the original. See, I see you bouncing over there. Well, so back in Ohio State, right? Yeah. Or back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. So... We had line dances for this song when it came out. Really? Oh, yeah, man. The for line, Planet Rock? Dude, yeah. For, well, for Trans Europe Express. Really? Yeah, man. We, we killed that. I that, no that idea. Was, that's history right there. That's awesome. Well, Planet Rock is credited with being supremely influential in the fusing of hip-hop, dance, and electronic music. And Bombada is often referred to as the godfather of electro-funk. True that. And this song sits at number three on Rolling Stone's list of the 50 greatest hip-hop songs of all time and features one of the pioneering uses of the Roland 808 drum machine. Mm-hmm. 808. I know Talk you about that bass, baby. That eight, yeah. That's right. Since we have a time machine and can go full quantum realm, let's speed ahead to 2005 and take a listen to a hit from Coldplay called Talk. That intro is an interpolation of the Kraftwerk song Computer Love. Now let's hear the original. <laughs> so it sounds like I'm playing Qbert right now. <laughs> All of these do. <laughs> that was a good interpolation, though. Yeah, it was. With the guitar, you would never know. Well, you know, there's another interesting story behind how Chris Martin of Coldplay cleared the sample for talk. 
Apparently, he actually wrote a childlike letter. He might even use crayon, including a hand-drawn picture asking to use the melody of Computer Love. And Ralph Hutter writes back one word, yes. That's awesome. That's a great story. So Coldplay used that melody to great success as talk hit number one on the charts in several countries, including the U.S. Adult Top 40 and U.S. Dance Club Song Charts. All right, so where are we headed to next? And by the way, I much prefer this hot tub as opposed to, like, cycling as a way of traveling and getting around. (laughs) No doubt. Nice segue. So what do you say we bounce ahead to 2007 and see how Timbaland used the Kraftwerk song Tour de France and his track Bounce, featuring Dr. Dre, Justin Timberlake, and Missy Elliott? Tempo has reached critical level. Tempo has reached critical level. (laughs) Bounce. This somehow feels less creepy and more creepy than the original. (laughs) Less and more? But at the same time. So Timberland definitely took the baton from Africa Bambata and became his own king of electro-funk. Bounce broke into the Billboard 100 and Mm -hmm. was used on the soundtrack of the movie Step Up 2. So, like I said, let's hear the original portion of Kraftwerk's Tour de France that was sampled. And you tell me, Tobe, which sounds more creepy. Okay. <sighs> yeah, this is more creepy. <laughs> right, right off the bat. Right off the bat. Heavy breathing is good. You're on your bike. You're cycling. You're on climbing up a mountain. <laughs> or you're creeping. Yeah, you're well, running after somebody, chasing them. You're, yeah, the model. <laughs> Wow. So let's go old school again and head back to 1982. Now, the Fearless Four was a hip-hop group straight out of Harlem, and they used Kraftwerk track, The Man Machine, in their song Rockin' It. Let's have a listen to that. Yeah. You know, they weren't the only ones that used that. I want to say Jay-Z used that as well. I don't know what song that was. What song, Jay-Z song actually was used, but I know he used that sample too. But go ahead. All right. Well, do you mind if we listen to the original Man Machine? Uh, Please. Let's do it. No problem. More people haven't sampled this. This could work in today's right here. This part right here. Oh, so you're saying craft work is relevant. <laughs> Are you becoming a fan on me just through the course of this episode? It sounds like may have a little leftover Monday blues. If that's the case, I have you cured, buddy. Let's listen to this. Not gonna lie, I do like this song. This is a good one. This is Blue Monday by New Order. Actually, this song hit number one in the UK twice, once upon its release in 1983, and again in 1988 when it was remixed by Quincy Jones and re-released. It samples the Kraftwerk song Uranium, so let's have a listen to that. Creepy. Well, we're back to creepy. (laughs) This is the part that was sampled for... Monday. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, these guys. 
they hated their childhood. <laughs> While not using any direct samples, New Order bassist does also admit to basically stealing the song from Donna Summer's track, Our Love. Let's have a listen to Our Love and see if there's any similarities. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say there certainly are. All right, Tob. Well, I think after listening to all of this craft work, I might need a little detox. Yes, and listening to some of the lengthy electronic opuses can seem to take an eternity. So kind of like waiting for the detox album from Dr. Drek. Oh, now, wow. Yeah, okay. low blow. You like that? <laughs> like that? He's been working on that for over a decade. So Yeah, well, but you know what? Even Dre and Jay-Z have gotten into the craft work act. Let's hear how they used Trans Europe Express for the 2010 track, under pressure. Oh, there it is again. We had a Michael Jackson thing to this and everything, man. <laughs> you know, you call him out for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, boy, I wish we had oh, a camera man. right now. Dude, I'm trying to tell you. Well, I'm going to hear that synth in my sleep tonight. <laughs> I can tell you that. Well, all right. Let's take one more jaunt in the time machine. This time to 1995, uh-huh. where the Chemical Brothers sampled the Kraftwerk track "Om Sweet Om." You get that, like oh, oh wow. yeah. yeah, it's like Very almost clever. It's almost like I wrote it. I'll tell right. you, what. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a, yes, it is so Toby. Om Sweet Om. Well, well, the Chemical Brothers tune was called "Leave Home." Okay, okay. Let's check it out. I see what the chemical dropping the beat. I see what the chemical brothers are doing. I see what they're doing. Well, so now we've had a, a little bit of taste of the chemical brothers, right? Yeah. So so now let's have a listen to Om Sweet Om. Oh, okay. Let's, let's take a listen to that. Sweet. <laughs> I don't know how long this goes on. Should we just let it? No, we're done. Okay. I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> how long does it go? Well, okay. We're, we've 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 had fun, and that's fine. But they were certainly pioneers in the use of technology in music. They created interesting sounds, and lots of them. There's almost an infinite number of craftwork samples that can be used in interesting ways to create new music, and. After giving their catalog a listen, I can definitely appreciate the production and the innovation. For me personally, it's a little bit hard to listen to, unless I'm using it as one of those kind of deep focus playlists while I'm, you know, working, it's going into the background, and then I'm like honed in. Yeah, th- this music kind of reminds me of when I was taking the the the, the financial test, the, the series six, yeah, yeah, and sixty three and twenty six. Yeah, I had to go somewhere really deep. Oh, right. Okay. I couldn't be disturbed. And Did I, you go home, sweet home? I, dude. <laughs> yes, yes. So. 
This is the kind of music that you would listen to during that time, right? Just uh, some study stuff. So, so a, an awful test that you didn't want to take is yeah. this is what the music yeah. reminds you? That's yeah. what you're yeah. telling me? Better learn the material. Okay. You can stop listening to it if you learn the material. <laughs> learn the material. So for our bonus material, we thought we'd do something a little fun. So let's take a trip into TV land and listen to some of the electronic theme songs from the shows that we all love. Let's go back to 1984 and check out our first TV theme track. Let's do it. Okay, now we're jamming. Yeah. I remember this one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a great song, man. For the time. Right, yeah. Well, it is, but uh, maybe our listeners need something to jog their memory. Okay, and and for that, I I got your partner. So, So peep this for explanation. A loner steals a supersonic military helicopter to fight bad guys around the world. Wow. You like that? That voice is good. Toby tries. Okay, so did, what, B.A. Baracus leave the A-team? Is that what we're getting at here? Wrong show, buddy. Wrong show. So, so think of a word that might describe a flying canine. Air Bud! No. Love that movie. No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> That's your last guess. This is the theme from Airwolf which actually debuted in 1984 and was composed by Sylvester Levy. Mr. Levy also composed tracks for Elton John and Penny McLean and actually won a Grammy for the Silver Convention disco dance track entitled Fly, Robin, Fly. Oh, I love that song. Let's hear it. Yeah, we got a little groove going now. I told him I see you smiling over there. Uh, yes, sir. I, thought, I didn't know you had such a love for disco. You, you've got some explaining to do there, buddy. Well, I have a theory that if you look hard enough, you're bound to find a hip-hop connection. Uh, so one of the reasons why this episode is great because it leads you down a lot of different paths. And then when I looked at tracks for the bonus portion of this episode, I never thought I would stumble upon this. This disco track was actually sampled for the first collaboration effort between Redman and Method Man. And the song was called How High, the remix. Let's take a listen to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you look more happy than ever. Shout out to DJ Hatcher. We used to play this all the time. All right, you got any other theme songs for us to check out? Absolutely. I will answer that question with a question. Uh What do you get when you call a jockey holding a sword after sunset? Okay, here it comes. What? Don't lay it on me. (laughs) A night rider. Oh, boy. No, it changed like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Got more changes than... Uh, I got no good <laughs> I got nothing. Craftwork has fried my brain. <laughs> All creative thought is gone. So, Knight Rider was a very popular show during the 80s, and it starred German singing sensation David The Hoff. Yes, Hasselhoff. Toby, I don't even have to ask. I know you were a fan Big of this fan, show. Big fan, dude. Big fan. Come on. 
I love this show. Totally remember watching it when it debuted way back in 1982. I was in second grade, and uh, obviously a lot has changed since then, but I still get a kick out of a car that can intelligently talk to you. Yes, sir. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Well, the theme song from this famous TV show was composed by Stu Phillips. Stu Phillips is also known for composing the theme songs for other shows like Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. and The Six Million Dollar Man. The Knight Rider theme song also has a hip-hop connection. Sure does. Yes, we weren't the only ones that loved it. Buster Rhymes released his track as a remix his track called Turn It Up, Fire It Up in 1998. And in my opinion, he utilized the sample beautifully. Let's take a listen to that. Man, Buster Rhymes was like king at this time. Yeah. He's killing it. I am somebody. Mm-hmm. I remember the video. All right, you got another one? Capturing the 80s synth sound for TV shows? Give me another one. Well, absolutely. So my last example for a show actually debuted in 1963 and deals with a British time traveler tasked with saving the world. Oh, well, I, I just don't know who you're talking about. I mean, who could it possibly be? Wait, <laughs> Scott Bakula! We're taking another quantum leap. No, 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 no. Uh, so I, I think you are still a little that's disoriented. Over two yeah, there, buddy. Man. <laughs> well, you're probably disoriented from your your quantum realm. What we call that uh, jet lag. <laughs> so, uh, so Doctor Who is the name of the show, and I gotta think oh, that. Oh, Doctor. Yeah, you remember Who, that show, yeah. right? So I, I gotta think part of the reason why it developed such a cult following had to be partly due to the fact of the crazy theme song that they had for it. So let's take a listen to that. Oh. I feel like I should be dodging laser beams right now. <laughs> I'm impressed that you managed to find a dance for this song. Ah, oh, man. That's good. It's got a beat I can do. I can dance to it. <laughs> May not be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Tob, I'm kind of starting to turn into a prune in here, so... <laughs> I think it's time we bring the hot tub back. Right, 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 right. I hear you. We hope you all had fun going on this cosmic ride with us today. But before we wrap up this episode, let's discuss all that we listened to. So we learned about the German electronic band Kraftwerk and listened to some of the tracks that helped them reach the top of the charts across the world. We also listened to the songs that sample Kraftwerk to create some of the contemporary hits that we know and love. Then for our bonus material, we had some fun and listened to 80s TV theme songs that also used the electronic sound. All in all, this has been a pretty fun episode, but I gotta admit that I'm glad that we are moving on. <laughs> well, speaking of moving on, yes, what do we have lined up for our next episode? We're gonna head on down to the Old Town Road and see if we can oh. find some ghosts that have a distinct connection to this land of Cleveland. That we love. Well, we just might get that Miley and Billy Ray Cyrus mashup y'all been waiting Mm, for, too. So mm. wait for it. I reckon that'll be fun. So in the meantime, please connect with us on social. You can tweet the show at Riffs on Riffs Yo or find us on Instagram at Riffs on Riffs. If you want to reach out to me directly, you can find me at Haiku575. That's H-E-I-K-U-575. And connect with Joe at Son Watts. That's at S-O-N-O-W-A-T-S. 
Thanks, buddy. No problem, bud. Well, we definitely love hearing from our listeners, so thanks again, Marie. Until next time, we'll take you out with a little Wayne track from 2007 called Pump That Bass that once again samples Kraftwerk's Trans Europe Express. Enjoy, and we'll catch you next time on Riffs on Riffs. This is hard. So, 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 Riffs so on Riffs hard. is a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to executive producers, Joan Andrews and Michael D'Aloya. Producer, Julie Fink. And audio engineer, Eric Coltnow. You can listen to more episodes of Riffs on Riffs by finding us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or visit evergreenpodcasts.com. And don't forget, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us an iTunes review. It really helps. I'm your host, Joe Watson. And I'm Toby Braswell. Thank you for listening to Riffs on Riffs. Peace. Hey, listeners. Wait just a minute. Joe and Toby have one more thing to tell you. Toby, I'm sad because our Cavaliers are not in the playoffs, and but I'm still looking for reasons to go downtown. You got any for me? Man, there are too many to count. You know, every friend that I have that comes from out of town yeah. that actually comes and visits me, they have all these preconceived notions about Cleveland, but when they come here to Cleveland, they have a great time, awesome time. And there's actually a podcast that actually talks about it. No. It's called the DCA. What does that stand for? The Downtown Cleveland Alliance. You know, it's a, it's a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to the growth and advancement of the downtown Cleveland scene. It's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful. Oh, you're talking about that podcast? Then there's Cleveland. That's right. The one on Evergreen? That's right, man. It's right nice. here with us on Evergreen Podcast. Tell me who the first guests are. Well, the first episode, man, such a good question. So, so glad that you asked. Tom Yablonski is a Cleveland historian and Justin Bibb, who's an up-and-coming professional. That's cool. Yeah. And the, so basically the podcast is about downtown, where we're at today, and where we're headed in the future. That's right. That's right. And the places that everyone here in Cleveland needs to be. So sounds like a great show. I'm so excited. It just came out yesterday. So get rid of your single de mile hangover. Go <laughs> listen to the podcast. Celebrate this awesome city that we live and work in. That's right. That's right. Check it out. Check it out. Evergreen Podcast. Let's do it. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.